Hello, and welcome to On a Mission Podcast, where we aim to inspire and educate through sharing stories and experiences in the real estate industry. It's hosted by Dina Frank, a licensed realtor in the state of Minnesota at Remax Results, a Good Life Group, and Kelly Tanky, a loan originator at Summit Mortgage Corporation, NMLS 1599804. We started this podcast so we could share real stories from real people on their experiences in the real estate industry and break down barriers. We hope that by sharing these stories and experiences, it helps you feel more confident and comfortable when it comes to buying or selling. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, enjoy. And now let's get to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of On a Mission Podcast. I'm Dina Frank. I'm Kelly Tanky. Wow. I was out of it there for a second looking over my like, notes. I was like, is she frozen? <laughs> nope. Just looking over my notes and like super excited to share updates. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we're just so like you're just so into it like I know getting geared up so I I do get really excited about our market updates I just feel like each month they keep getting better and better <laughs> yeah I think it's just you know the consistency of like continuously reporting on it and I think you know I feel like we both do say some things over and over and over again but it just helps people understand like you know, the current market condition isn't going to be, mm-hmm. isn't going to change overnight. You know, it's, it's a long game. It's, we just have to take everything into account and see where, yeah. you know, see what the data tells us. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's awesome. go ahead and dive awesome. in. All right. So I always start off with, okay, now I got to clear my filters because I was playing around with some stuff here. Um, <laughs> I always start off with the sales price and I don't know, Kelly, if you saw the headlines, I think it was last week um, because the May data came out. So the month of May um, had an all time high median sales price in the Twin Cities area. And that is $335,000. So $335,000. So Again, what does median mean? It means 50% of the homes sold above 335 and 50% of the homes sold below that. Um, But that is an increase over one year of 17.5%. So we are seeing quick appreciation, but it is pretty consistent with what we've seen in the past. Like, You know, I think we've talked about this before, where as values go up, when appreciation goes up, they're going to go up at higher rates, right? Because the purchase prices are just higher. So, you know, it's just like investing where it's like, if you have $100,000 in a savings account, and you have 5% interest, you know, it grows exponentially as that interest accrues. So same thing with houses. So that is kind of the big stat. Um, and then to go along with that, the average price is $394,300. So again, that's up 23.4%. Um, and as we've talked in the past, you know, a lot of what's driving that is 
lack of inventory on pre-existing homes. But then what's also coupling with that is new construction prices are going up because of material costs. So mm-hmm. we are starting to see that those homes that had those materials increases start to close. So um, that is going to push push the price up as well. Um, so just kind of that's just information for, for people to know. Beautiful. Um, yeah. The... Uh, and my internet's going a little bit slow here, but um, the what pe- what sellers are getting for their home, or as far as purchase price versus original price. So the percentage of original purchase price or list price, sorry, um, in May was one hundred and four point three percent, and that is up four point seven percent. So we are still seeing you know, across the board, homes are selling for more than what they're listed for. Um, I think there's very few cases, I would say condos are one of those that aren't going for over 100%. um, So it's kind of bringing that down. um, As well as, you know, just homes that maybe were overpriced to begin with, they just, Mm -hmm. you know, they they saw the, the rise in the market, and they just maybe got a little bit too aggressive. So Um, We're telling most of our clients, you know, expect to pay, like typically to get under contract, we're seeing most people are having to offer eight to 12% over the list price to get their offer once that's kind of where we're seeing. And that's why I say like at 104%, you know, that's actually a little bit probably low than what we're seeing exclusively in the single family market. So um. And then another indicator I always love to do is the number of showings per listing. And for the month of May, we were at 14.6 and that is up 43.1%. And it actually is down from the height of March though. In March, we were at 21.5. So we are starting to see, yeah. And we always talk about this you know, that feels like a lot, but it's because of the way homes are going on the market. They're just reviewing offers at the end of the weekend. So I will say, um, you know, and this is what I love about like the data versus like what we're feeling, because obviously like we're, you know, in the middle of June now. And so these numbers won't, you know, what's happening in the market today, we probably won't see reflected until August in the data. Like we won't really see the change. Very true. We are starting to see um, some respite as far as the number of showings for buyers. Um, And we are starting to see sellers accept offers within a day or two of listing and not necessarily waiting through the weekend. I know I had one last week that was listed on Thursday and they were deciding on Friday, like they weren't going to drag it out. And I think you know, number one, the sellers are still getting really good offers, like because the people who are submitting offers have been offering for a while. So we're, we're writing very strong strategic offers. So it's still great for the sellers. But at the same time, it allows the buyers, if you don't win the offer to move on and keep looking, I think that's where a lot of the frustration was in like April and May was, you know, you have buyers who are looking at, six or seven properties, but you can only offer on one property. And so if everybody decides Sunday at five o'clock, whose offer they're going with, you just potentially lost out on another five or six properties that you weren't able to offer on. So um, we do see some, 
I wouldn't say like a full on like shift in the market, but I think these summer months are always a little bit um, less competitive from a buyer's perspective. But I would say too, like from the sellers to, you know, to encourage people, like if you haven't listed your home yet and you are still considering to sell, the people who are still looking in the market have been looking for a while and they're not writing like low ball crappy offers like they're very strong offers so don't feel that with the summertime like I'll say in quotations like slow down that you aren't going to get top dollar um you know it's just now more important than ever to have a professional team working for you to professionally Mm -hmm. market and get your home ready like you know we were talking in our team meeting yesterday we've seen a lot of people or we've seen some some pockets of the market get kind of sloppy when it comes to listing homes as far as like, you know, are you getting it professionally cleaned before photos? Are you getting professional photos? Are you staging properly? Are you doing all the updates you need? Because I feel like that stuff, you know, it became a little bit less, not important, but it became a lower priority because people were like, I just want to get my house on the market to, to get top dollar for it. And so what we're seeing is those properties that aren't properly marketed and staged and ready to go, like they're not going as fast as people think. So yeah. there is opportunity um, on both sides. Um, so yeah. Um, and then just, just to wrap that it up, shocks me that people wouldn't want to have all of that done for their property. Yeah. You know, I think, I think they just felt like they hear the headlines of like, you know, they see the the headline of like, you know, this house got 25 offers and it went for over $100,000 more than list price. And it's like, but that property was well-maintained to begin with. And it was professionally mm-hmm. marketed, professionally, <clears throat> you know, photography represented everything. Like, and I think people were just like, oh, I can put my home that I haven't done anything to just to get top dollar. Like, I think there yeah. was a lot of sensationalism in the, in the media of like, you know, to sell your home and yes, we need the inventory, but also you know, what I always tell sellers is like, this is only your home, but you have to think like a buyer is looking at multiple homes. And so they're comparing your home to somebody else's down the street who did do all of that stuff. So they're Mm -hmm. willing to pay a little bit more for somebody where for, for a home that they know, um, is well taken care of. So fair enough. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, the only other thing I do kind of want to touch on is the, um, now where is it here in my list here is the month supply of inventory. And we are, we are down to one month supply in the month of May. So it's down 54.5%. And again, like we've talked in a lot of these other, you know, recaps is we're slowly eating into the inventory that's been sticking around for, you know, a month or two or three months. And so we are now down to one month of inventory and, you know, with summer coming, yeah, yeah. With summer coming, I hope we start to see more homes hit the market where people are you know, wanting to get out of town for the weekend, go to the lake. So now they're comfortable to list their home, especially with, you know, the high percentage of people that are vaccinated. Now people are feeling more comfortable with people going through their homes. Um, Us as agents are seeing more access to properties. So, um, 
you know, at the height of COVID, it was, you know, no overlapping showings, one party per, you know, 30 minute max, you know, hand sanitizer, gloves, all of that stuff. We are starting to see some relaxation in that. And that to me is a good Mm, sign of people are feeling more comfortable. And so we are able to get into more homes. So, you know, if you're still thinking about buying, you know, I was talking to a client yesterday and he was like, He's like, yeah, you know, people are actually having open houses again. Like for a really long time, there yeah. were no open houses. So it, it, it's a great time to, to get in and don't mind Willow barking in the background. Um, <laughs> it's got, okay. Ace is snoring in the background cab- too. Okay. We've got cabinet installed today. So she's just barking at them. But yeah. So overall though, like the market is still really strong. I think there's a great opportunity for buyers if you haven't you know, started your hunt yet, I think now is a great opportunity with the summertime. Like if you're serious about getting into something, like now is the time to do it. And on the seller side as well, like, you know, there's still a lot of people who haven't gone under contract because the spring was so, so strong that they're just itching to buy. So yeah, uh, overall, we don't see any real big signs of the market kind of softening, but um, there is definitely some, some things opening up. So, and the data is yeah. starting to reflect that. So, yeah. Cool. Good information. I, um, what I'd like to do is of course, di- start diving into the finance mortgage side of everything. But I, I actually, um, in my, my MBS how highway update this morning, they threw out some pretty interesting nationwide numbers that I'd like to share Ooh, with our listeners. Yeah. So, um, inventory nationwide, um, we're at about 1.23 million homes for sale nationwide, which is about a 7% increase from April. So um, even though we're not seeing, you know, the inventory increase here in the state of Minnesota, we are seeing a little bit more inventory, um, but it is still down about 21% year over year. This is no surprise given what the last year, almost year and a half um, presented to us with COVID. So it is promising um, that if you're if you're seeing an increase in inventory nationwide, usually things um, end up happening here in the Midwest a little bit slower than everything else yeah. nationwide. <laughs> I hate to say it. Um, no offense to to the Midwest. We love our Midwest. However, um, we're we're slow to pick up on how the rest of the nation has been reacting to sure. to stuff. So I think that this is all positive news. Um, 350,500. That is what the median sales price is nationwide. This is a record number and a 24% gain year over year. So that's nationwide. I know that you had mentioned, what was the number again? Three, 335. 335 for, so pretty close, right? Yeah. Um, but what I, what I, what I really want to talk about, what I think is important for our listeners to understand with, and what might help be a decision factor for you is, um, the media right now is having an absolute heyday with that specific number and narrowing it down to appreciation and affordability but what it has to do more with is the mix of sales. So I've got a few numbers for the mix of sales. Um, beneath 250,000, we're actually down in that specific area for home sales. But um, between 500,000 and 750,000, get this, up 128%. 128% gets better. Between 750,000 and 1 million, 
up 180%, 180%, and 1 million plus 245% year over year. That's incredible. Okay. So what does this do to our, our median sales price? has nothing to do with affordability. It's just because of that mix of sales. So that's something that I wanted to drive home for people. And I want to, I do want to have just a quick conversation about trying to steer yourself away from listening to what the media has to say about anything that is going on with home sales, with mortgage interest rates. It's not, they're off. They literally take one bit of information one bit that isn't even accurate from probably two weeks ago and literally fly with that one for their news. Remember what the media likes to do. They like to drive fear into the hearts of us Americans. (laughs) And so my, my like just big request for, you know, when we were going into, um, 2021 patience, right. Just have patience and keep listening to our market updates because they we're 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 giving you hard pressed facts here yeah. and doing our best to give you the accuracy in numbers like this is real live data from today yeah so um you know just just mind the sources of which you're getting information and if you're if you're getting your information from the news media I try to find better sources and we, we can provide some sources for you. Um, if you wish in the show notes. Okay. So, um, just a few other things. So first time homebuyer, um, remained around 31% for the last three months. Um, this refutes the affordability as you're not seeing that number decline. Okay. So if, if there was an affordability issue, you wouldn't have that amount of first time home buyers, month over month. So we're not seeing a decline with that. And, um, it's a beautiful thing. Um, cash sales were down 23% from 25% last month. That's um, actually really interesting. I know. And, um, investors, investors stayed the same at 17%. Okay. So I just thought it'd be really interesting to throw out some of that information from what I heard from my update today. Really good information. Really good. And yeah, I saw, there was an article about like an investment firm or whatever, who's buying up all of these homes. And I think it was like Dallas or something to rent them out. Blackstone. Yeah. And so I think Mm -hmm. that's really interesting that like exactly what you said, like the media is making it, spinning it this way. Like, Oh, they're all of a sudden buying up all these homes, but actually in all actuality, like investors are at the same percentage, like, and maybe it went up a percent, but maybe it was down, you know, a percent Mm -hmm. a few months ago, like, taking that one snapshot in time is not the same as looking at, you know, long over time, like where are the trends going and what are we seeing throughout the entire marketplace? Like not just like one tiny snapshot. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, no problem. All right. Let's dive into jobless claims, both statewide and nationally. And for our listeners who are just tuning in for the first time, jobless claims just means unemployment. (laughs) So these are, these are numbers direct from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Um, Our lovely state of Minnesota is lagging just a little bit. Um, We 
have not pulled out the main numbers yet. So I'll give you April. Um, as of April, we were sitting at 4.1% unemployment rate. Um, just to give you an idea of where we were at this time last year, 9% unemployment rate um, at the end of April. Okay. So we're, we're doing well. That means that um, jobs are Jobs are opening up and people are getting back to work. Um, so it's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful awesome. thing. Yeah. 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 It's really nice to hear. And then for jobless claims nationwide, um, by the end of May, we were sitting at 5.8%. Um, this time last year, our numbers reporting um, by the end of May were at 13.3%. And that was actually not the highest. Um, the highest would have been in the month of April, reporting at 14.8, April of 2020, 14.8. So um, just think about that. You know, we're, we're a little, just a little over 12 months past how everything had started. And now we're sitting at 5.8% unemployment rate nationwide. So that's great. Yeah. Jobs are opening up. People get back yeah. to work. Get back right. to work. All right. So purchase applications. Um, May purchase applications decreased from April. Um, from April apps by 9% and are down 5.9% from this time a year ago. So quite interesting, um, given some of the statistics that we were just talking about a little bit earlier as I started. Um, but let's just see how numbers roll out for next month. Yeah. I wonder, um, like, were they up in April? Yes. By chance? Yeah. So I wonder if more they people were. were just applying in April and that accounts for yep. some of the drop in yep. May. Yeah. So. Yeah, it could be. It could just be. Timing issue. Um, just a quick update on interest rates. They've actually stayed pretty steady. Um, last week, we had the Fed Reserve that was meeting and Dina, you and I had a nice little discussion about this. So um, the Re Fed Reserve had anticipated that through 2024, they were going to maintain um, interest rates at a pretty low, um, low stance. However, per that um, meeting um, and the meeting minutes, they have actually decided that probably by the end of 2022, beginning of 2023, um, we'll, we'll start to see a little bit more of a rate hike. Um, we just want to start keep, we don't want to start. We want to continue to keep our eye on the inflation because that is having a lot to do with the decisions that the feds are going to be making with interest rates. Yeah. Um, quick update on underwriting turn times and appraisal turn times. Um, because we are getting into summer, um, we're officially in the summer months now. Underwriting turn times have slowed down um, due to that um, with the increase of purchases. So appraisal turn times are up um, nearly to nearly two weeks now. And then as a friendly reminder, VA loan appraisals, 10 days from date of order to complete the inspection and have report back to the lender. I always like to talk about it. Yes. My last nice. bit of information, forbearance. Where are our forbearance numbers sitting? So... Um, as the, as of June 14th, um, share of mortgage loans and forbearance decreased to 4.04%. That's down from last month, um, which was at 4.49%. That's a pretty good decrease yeah. then. Yes, it is. 
Yep. So we're seeing, we're seeing a decent amount of people who are coming out of that forbearance and starting, starting back up on their um, monthly mortgage payments. And I, you know, a lot of that is in conjunction to um, the unemployment rate and people getting back to work too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, that's all, it's all good news. And do you know, I know for people who like asked for four parents um, and maybe they weren't making their payments to get out of that, they just need to call their loan servicer. Right. So Mm -hmm. they just need to call them and say, Hey, I'm good. And then work out how they're going to either make up those payments or add it. Like every servicer is different. Like every servicer is very different. Um, Relatively speaking from what I've heard, as most servicers are just tacking whatever that balance is onto the back end of the loan. So, you know, it's up to, it is, it's, it's up to the borrower if they wish to make additional payments towards their principal principal, that's going to help make up that amount. But otherwise what they hadn't been paying, you know, whether it was one month all the way up to, you know, nine, 10, 11 months of non-mortgage payments. Um, Well, you know, that the nice thing is that you weren't, you weren't hit with that um, additional interest, but now if you go to sell or refinance, that's, you know, less amount of equity. So it's the only thing to keep in mind. Yep. Sure. Awesome. All right. Yeah, that's all I got on my end for um, mortgage update and new numbers. Anything else you want to add, Dina? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I'll we'll add those resources like you talked about um, mm-hmm. to the show notes. So if you guys want to see the data yourself and, you know, just yeah. feel feel more comfortable looking at kind of sourced uh, information, we will we will get that added. But yeah, other than that, okay. just you know, hopefully everyone's enjoying their summer and, Mm -hmm. you know, getting after it. So yes, get after it. And if there's anything that Dina and I can do to help you guys out questions wise or getting pre-approved and either listing or going out and looking at homes, um, we are a phone call text or email away to be able to help you guys out. Otherwise, thank you so much for tuning in and we will chat with you guys next week with a special guest. Talk to you soon. Hello and welcome to On a Mission Podcast, where we aim to inspire and educate. It's hosted by Dina Frank, licensed Minnesota realtor at Remax Results The Pro Team, and Kelly Tankey, Sales Development Associate at Summit Mortgage, NMLS 1041. Our goal is to share our stories and experience to break down the real estate industry so more people feel confident and comfortable during the home buying and selling process. In our first series, we go through the home purchase process from getting pre-approved all the way to the closing table. We hope you enjoy, and as always, if you love this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, and share on iTunes or wherever you listen. Let's get to this week's episode.